going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 154 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name's Cody Armour. I'm here with Joe Morgan. Gadzooks. And Shelly Walter. Hello. Today we're talking, we'll be geeking out about the fact that Telltale's Tale is told, Fantastic Beasts 2 box office ratings, a release date for Young Justice, VR Church, and more. And Joe, I, I appreciate you writing Telltale's Tale is told. It's cool alliteration, but that is very hard to say. <laughs> say tight. Dude, you're, say you're supposed fast. to be you're supposed to be the host. You gotta buckle down. <laughs> Man up, son. I didn't have I didn't think about the issue of it until I tried reading it out loud there and I was like, I'm gonna get this messed up. I did and we passed it. Test is aced. But you made it. <laughs> I probably couldn't say it five times fast. That's all I'm saying. That's okay. You only had to say it once. That's true. <laughs> Special shout outs to our Patreons at patreon.com slash geeks and grace. Brian Struther, Jordan Garner, Michael Miller Jr., Casey Cobble, Jason Wilkerson, and Scott Early. Thank you guys so much. We we really, really appreciate uh you guys. It's we're we're looking at Pack South. I know we've brought it up a few times now, but like we're we're gonna be able to like impact the culture. We're gonna be changing people's lives, and that's not we as in the podcast team, but we as in Geeks Under Grace, uh, which you, those who are who are giving to this cause, you are you are Geeks Under Grace um, just as much as any of us. So we we really appreciate you. Like we're we're gonna be changing the world together. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But from that, we can we can get into what we've been playing. I'm just gonna get mine out of the way first because it's more red dead redemption i'm going to make this hopefully the last time i talk about red dead redemption yeah uh, i've beaten the game i am very conflicted leaning towards uh disappointed in end game well like, that's not what i want to hear when i haven't even started it yet the game <laughs> itself has been amazing like the ride there was was awesome uh but i've completely beaten the story and this end kind of i don't want to give anything away uh but there's nothing that is added that is all of that exciting uh there's some cool stuff especially if you've played the first red dead but uh i'll I'll just go with that it was just kind of like meh this is cool i guess i'm hoping that there's going to be more with uh red dead online and i'm assuming that that's going to kind of feed into this post game. And that's going to be more what this post game is about. Uh, but as of right now, all of the fun stuff that I'm doing post game is stuff that I could have done during the game. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that said, the story itself and the uh, journey that it takes you on is very, very cool. I got to echo what everyone else has been saying about take your time with it. Don't try to like blow through the story. It's really an experience and the monotonous things that you do throughout uh cleaning your guns eating taking the bath like it all seems kind of stupid but it really gets you attached to these characters a lot more Mm. Uh, something happened and we were able to like sit around a fire and we were singing songs and like celebrating this thing that happened and it was that doesn't happen like once That's, that's something that happens all the time and it's it's this really cool I don't know. It just makes you feel very attached to these characters in a way that you don't often get. Not until recently. I feel like more and more games are doing that. But okay, it's a. Uh, it was fun. It's a good ride. I, I'm still gonna be playing. There's a lot more that I have to do still. But like I said, it's mostly stuff that I could have done before finishing yeah. the game. Yeah. Well, what about you guys? I've been playing so much Pokemon. Let's go, Pikachu. Yeah. I played a little of it. I really like it. <laughs> I'm kinda, lukewarm on it. It kind of irritates me how much I like it. I it love... just kind of irritates me. <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> you can't have the same experience I'm experiencing, Joe. I am too. I wish I wish I liked it more. I think part of it, honestly, is because of how much co-op I've played with it too. Um, I've been playing with other people who just jump in, shake the Joy-Con, that's all you need to do, they're in, and 
That's okay. just fun to watch because there's a random person who just like comes in. Whether you're catching, like you could join in the mid mid battle. You could join mid catch. So if you're wild trying to catch Pokemon, they could just come in and you you know throw the Pokeball at the same time. And they merge together and they make it easier to catch things. Um, basically, co-op is broken in the sense that it makes everything better because you just go against trainers two against one. Um, hmm. Do they explain and... why the Pokeballs merge? Or were they just like... No, they're just a cool <laughs> fact. This was a cool fact, I don't know. Um, but because it hits the Pokemon at the same time and it can only go in ones, so really it just merges the Pokeballs together. Um, whereas if one hits the other one, one hits the Pokemon before the other one hits it, it'll go in the first one that gets touched with, but it doesn't have a um, lore reason as to why. Okay, it'd be cool if, if they were like... Meant. Yeah. They're fusion. I'm sure a fusion ball. Well, because here's the thing: but... no one notices this other person with you ever, uh, except yourself. So they're kind of like a ghost or something. It's really interesting. Um, that could be also. They would never yeah. go there, but that would be really cool lore. They're just like, this person was never real. <laughs> well, okay, we were trying to come up with some sort of headcanon about it, and I think we determined that it's you from a parallel universe because it's just you, but gender swapped. Okay. And so that's why no one in, in this weird circumstance where no one else can see them but you. And so when there's two against one, it's just as if you're controlling two different Pokemon against one. And for some reason, no one says it's cheating. So. You're going to get to Lavender Town and yeah. go into like the, the ghost area. Yeah. And it's going to get cray. <laughs> I know. Um, that would be weird. How do you <laughs> feel about the catching mechanics? Uh, they can be a little frustrating at times, but it's honestly been very satisfying. It's more way so than... more satisfying to catch Pokemon in this game than it is and to catch Pokemon any other game, in my opinion. Okay. Joe's shaking his head now. I hate the mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> For and, me... and more than that, my biggest beef with it is that, like, uh, the, the catch mechanic's whatever. Well, I say it's whatever. It's like 80% of this game, but... <laughs> the thing that that really irks me about it is that I want to battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't want to just battle trainers. Let me let me fight the stuff that I'm running into in the world. You can't do that. As of right now, if I want to grind levels up, I'm literally just going to that stupid throw a ball screen and throwing a ball until I'm sick of throwing a ball to because that's how you get experience for your party. Oh wow! Yeah, that's how you get experience if you catch what is cool. Um, is that if you do find yourself in a grind situation where you're like, okay, I need to trade my Pokemon, and so I just need to catch a bunch of Pokemon, what you can do is catch a bunch in a row of the same exact Pokemon. Like, say you're kind of tra- trying to catch a bunch of Diglett in Diglett Cave or something, and you're just trying to grind, and you're like, okay, there's so many Diglett here. And so you get on a catch train or a catch uh, combo or something like that. Basically, it'll count how many times you catch the same Pokemon in a row. And if you get that number high enough, the chances increase of finding a shiny or finding a perfect IV of that Pokemon. Um, plus, I think it just helps get you more experience after that. I'm not positive on that. But... Do they easily explain or like tell you about EVs and IVs? No. I, I still don't know what those are. Okay. I know. Uh, I just know that some people care about them. I do not, but some people care heard, about them, and so, I heard, yeah. I know people freak out about shiny Pokemon. I really don't care. I was. I'd be really. I'm surprised that this game would even have EVs and IVs. Yeah, I just I want my Pikachu do. to Thunder Shock and Tackle crap. Like that's all I want. <laughs> I will say this though. I was initially very off put by the idea of dressing up my Pikachu. Because the the picture that I had seen made it look like you were giving him a haircut that made him look like Lloyd Christmas from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, that's so stupid. Why would you do... But then I got to put him in the Ash Ketchum like, hat and vest. I was like, okay. That's stupid cute, and it's legit. It's very cute. Joe, do you Every know the basic ideas of EVs and IVs? Uh, intravenous and extravenous? I, I don't know. Okay. So, for people who play competitively... You have to like breed the Pokemon, and it's kind of breaking the game a little bit. Like you're you're getting in, and you're you're not breaking it, but you're. I, I'm trying to think of the way to put it. Like optimizing? it doesn't make it fun anymore. You're basically optimizing your Pokemon. 
Min-maxing. You have to, usually, you will breed and breed until you find one that has the perfect nature. Nature meaning what will give you, like, the best growth um, in the preferred stats for the Pokemon. Um, mm-hmm. And the best, like, starting stats. Um, breeding's yeah. not in Let's Go. So that's another reason okay. why they added this option. Is like, okay, we get that some people care about this, so now you still have an option even though breeding's not a thing. Right. I don't know which is which, but one of them is, like she said, breeding so that you get the perfect stats for the Pokemon because all Pokemon have different stats and you can actually breed two Pokemon with strong stats to get strong stats. Why care about the stats if you can't battle with them though? Like To battle with other trainers. What does it matter? Yeah. I haven't tried connecting online but I'm fairly sure you can have online battles. Okay, so you would need them that. And then the other one, you actually fight specific Pokemon over and over. In other games, I don't know about this one because you can't fight wild. Yeah, Pokemon. I don't know. In other games, you would fight wild Pokemon over and over to gain a specific stat when you level up. It kind of ruins the game, Joe. Don't look into it because it's you're never gonna find the Pokemon uh, game again. You couldn't. Po- I like it would whatever. <laughs> I, like they're kind of dumb. I don't play just Pokemon for, people for that. Who are extremely competitive, and they say I need this exact stat for this exact Pokemon. Yeah, you can't I need it optimize play... to the max. You know, like you can't face people who do that with your Pokemon game, no matter how good you are at leveling them up, because they will destroy you. I did it for a little while. I got a perfect Gengar. Oh, wow. He's somewhere. Uh, And it was really cool. But it took me like a couple days to get a perfect Gengar. And I was like, I got five more of these. I'm done. (laughs) Yeah, that's just for me. That's just a lot of a lot of work. That's my one in general. Another thing, too, is that if you catch so, so many Pokemon, you can send them to the professor if you don't want them and get candies. Candies you give to your Pokemon to increase different stats. Rare candy. So there's, there's also rare candies, but there's also like smart candy, courage candy, different. They all align with a specific stat that it'll do like a small boost to your Pokemon if you give it to them. There's also Pikachu candies. I'm assuming there's Eevee candies from the Eevee version. Um, that you just give to that Pokemon and it boosts like all their stats, makes them stupid powerful. So I, my biggest worry is this catching mechanic because I like the monotony of catching Pokemon. If this proliferates into full blown, into the full blown next Pokemon game on the Gen 8. series, yeah, I won't, I won't touch it. Okay. I mean, I don't think I'm going to get Gen 8 anyway, because I've, very quickly realized after playing this game this is the most fun i've had playing pokemon in a long time and that disturbs cool. me a little bit given this really isn't a mainline pokemon game so i don't it, really know they what to charge do with like that. it is <laughs> yeah they still charge it like if still, it was a 60 dollar I mean, game yeah i'm not mad well that that happens i mean the pokemon dungeons and stuff were full yeah price i love games. those games i don't count those in the in the saying what i enjoy because i i love those games but um that's also, how I'm kind of looking at this one. Also, the Pokeball Plus is cool. The, the okay. Pokeball thing. Your Pokeball so one of my friends has it. And so I don't have to get it. Um, and I'm very <laughs> glad I didn't buy it. I don't know if it'd be worth it to buy. But it's worth it to try, at least. Because it's complete with a speaker, with lights. You can literally just control the entire game with it. Um, it only has two buttons. It has the um, Pokeball button button. And that's actually... Um, also a joystick for your controlling. There's a button on top as well. You can hit that for, it's like the B button. Um, you could shake it to access some things. Um, and you throw it obviously to to get Pokeball, uh, catch Pokemon. But you can put, um, it will always, it makes like these lights and these, and then and the noises, like when you catch something, when it's, you know, what does that do, do, ding, that sort of thing. When you're trying to you, catch a Pokemon. Can you feel it? You can feel it. It vibrates. It makes the noises. Okay, that's cool. And then if it's you catch that thing, say you catch like a Clefairy or something, um, it will turn like the little light thing will turn pink and it'll make uh, the Clefairy noise. That's that's pretty cool. And so uh and you can that's just for catching, but you can also, um, as it was advertised, put a Pokemon in it and like carry it around. Um this friend of mine had a Diglett in there of all Pokemon. And I'm just like, why do you have a Diglett? He's like, I don't know. And so you could shake it. It'll turn brown because it's the color of Diglett and make the Diglett noise. That's cool. I have no idea if it levels it up or anything. I, I have no clue. But um, 
I would hope for so. For me, it's very, very cool, and it was honestly very satisfying to throw an actual Pokeball, slash not actually throw it, because throwing it at the TV is not a good idea. <laughs> it comes with an extra strap, so you don't um, accidentally throw it, throw it. Um, but it, it so was so, it it's so satisfying that when it's in the Pokeball and you're like, you're feeling it, it's like the actual size of what it would be in like the anime. So it very, is very cool. If you have a chance to try it, try it. I don't, again, I don't know if it's really worth the buy, but it's definitely very fun. That sounds So, cool. yeah, I'll say that. Man, I feel like I'm giving a review or something. I should pay me. <laughs> Either way, I, I, so, it's fun. Uh, what have you been playing, Joe? <laughs> I've been playing Battlefield Five. I actually just got a few rounds of it in before we played today, so that I could, or before we recorded today. Cool. So I could kind of get the feel for it. It's uh, it's a Battlefield game. If Not, you like Battlefield, you'll like it. If you don't, you won't. That's pretty much. Is it less innovative than the Call of Duty game that just came out? I, I played Team Deathmatch, and it just feels like every other Battlefield game I've ever played. Does it have a, what do they call? Campaign? Fortnite situation? What was it called? Battle, uh, Battle Royale. They don't have it yet. They've said that they are going to be building one in, in the future. Oh, okay. Um, no, Call of Duty, for me, for, for my wants and needs, mm -hmm. uh, Black Ops 4 is hands down the superior offering here. Um uh, that said, I, I played more Black Ops 4 this weekend. We, we've we still playing a ton of Blackout. I've won a grand total, I think, of 12 squad games. And we're still playing a lot of Team Deathmatch, too. Having a good time with it. Cool. Uh, and then on top of that, just a ton, ton, ton of Tetris Effect. I've got my brother playing Tetris Effect now. We would finish playing Call of Duty, and, and it would be one in the morning. My brother would walk in and go, so you're going to play Tetris now? <laughs> no, I'm about to go to bed. Are you sure you're not going to play Tetris? Sure? All right, fine. I'll play a little Tetris. <laughs> we did that Saturday night and went to bed about 3.30. Are you playing multiplayer? There is no multiplayer in Tetris. Okay, you're right. I remember you said that last week. Never mind. Yeah. It's just we're, we're hot swapping and trading off controller. Um, he's relatively new to Tetris, believe it or not. Okay. He's, he's always been a first-person shooter kind of guy. He likes Smite, and he, he's Gears of War and Call of Duty is his kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So he's really never been into the Tetris. Like That's just something he's never really taken the time to expose himself to. And, and it, it's the sort of thing where it, it frustrates until you kind of get the hang of it, but I can watch him play and see that he's picking things up as he's playing, you know. He gets frustrated, but I can see that he's getting better as I watch him play. Yeah. So I'd love to cool. check it out. For those who don't know, me and my wife, we actually have fitting I always say matching and they're not matching Tetris pieces. We have fitting yeah. Tetris pieces. Yeah. Uh, Tetris has got a close place in my heart. Tattoos. You didn't say that. You just said you had matching Tetris pieces. Oh yeah, they're tattooed. They're not <laughs> literal Tetris pieces. <laughs> yeah. Um I have moved up to expert difficulty on Tetris now, which I wow. didn't think I would ever be able to do. But You yeah, are an I'm, expert, Joe. I am not an expert. I am playing on expert. <laughs> <laughs> Fair so enough. I'm, but I got a perfectress. Like, I've got one perfectress to my name. That's it. But Perfectress? Yeah, perfectress. Perfectress. Uh, so there's a mechanic in the game where you, can, you build up a meter, mm -hmm. and you can use the meter to freeze time. And as you complete lines, it sets them on the bottom of the level so that it keeps raising uh, uncomplete lines toward the top so that you can keep slamming stuff down, completing more and more lines. Okay. And 18 lines. Uh, the, the whole field is only 21 lines tall. 18 lines is considered a perfectress. Ooh. I don't know why I and dislike I, that term so much, but I do. <laughs> I've, I've done it one time. Perfectress. Well, how about this? Tetris is four. For Tetra is four. Okay. Oct oct I can't remember what eight is. Octress, I Octress. think. Octress. Twelve is a Dodectress. Okay. Twelve. And then the only thing above that is the Perfectress. Perfectress. <coughs> okay. But somebody apparently got a 21-line deal 
which the devs didn't even think was possible. It just happened to be oh, this wow. perfect confluence. He he filled up all twenty one lines and got it. And uh, they didn't name it because they didn't think anybody could do it. So it's still just a perfectress. Wow. That's wow. <laughs> that game's real good though. My reviews up on the site. Go check it out. High score that I've given a game since Geeks Under Grace started. Wow. Oh, wow. That is... I've been writing for Geeks Under Grace since we started over four years ago, and this is the highest score I've given a game. That's cool. Hey. So, yep, that's it. That brings us into gaming news, I think. All right. Uh, so, as we mentioned at the top of the show, Telltale Games, they are kind of liquidating assets and getting rid of stuff, taking games off of Steam, uh, and getting ready to shut their doors. We knew uh, it was coming. Yeah, but... but it's like actually finally... Official, I guess? That's sad. Yeah, it's it's finally happening. Okay. I was going to say, we were talking about it. I thought it happened month, a couple like a month ago. Well, they're they're finally legally getting rid of stuff yeah. now. Like, yeah. That's crazy. Okay. Um, in news that probably not too many people will care about, PUBG's coming to the PlayStation 4. I don't... I mean, I get that they're still trying to make money, but Fortnite's been popular on the PS4 for months and months and months. Yeah. And Call of Duty's out there now and rocking and rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, PUBG's just going to come in and fall flat on its face, I'm afraid. It's weird because, to me, PUBG at first was the king. And now it's slowly This time become... a year ago, it was, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's real strange to watch how, how it's fallen. Yeah. Well, it, it was one of the first. Bi- it was the first big one to really catch fire, mm-hmm. and I mean, the two games that I just mentioned, Fortnite and, and Call of Duty, have streamlined it so well. Yeah, that, that there's no way that PUBG can keep up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Fallout seventy six. So this this was in an article from Eurogamer. Okay. Fallout 76's sales are down 82% compared to Fallout 4. Hey, I mean... People it, don't <laughs> want that multiplayer stuff. It doesn't surprise me. Like, It's not a Fallout core game. It's this kind of spinoff thing. Right. The season that it came out in is not a good one for a game like that. Well, and here's the thing. So... I, I bought the game and downloaded it. I've not tried it yet. I was mm-hmm. going to try it before the podcast today. Yeah. And there was a 50 gigabyte update. Oh, yeah. It was bigger than the game itself, wasn't it? Uh, the the day one patch was 58 gigs. <sighs> I think this oh. one was like 48. Okay. It was, it was around. It was under 50, but it was close. Mm-hmm. It's like, like you're telling me. It's like they think they're so big and popular that this is totally excusable and totally fine i mean i, I guess mean, somewhat excusable but it's just annoying where it's like oh i mean you're gonna play our game anyway so we'll have you sit through this like i mean eh. as a developer it bothers me that they are basically re-releasing the entire game mm-hmm. instead of doing so everybody's having to download the full game you you are beating people's data caps to death mm-hmm. by patching your game and, like, why not do deltas? You know, if you only changed four or five things, include those. It'll be a couple hundred megabytes or mm-hmm. whatever instead of 50 gigs. Hmm. I'm really not surprised, Hillsard. I'm surprised that they released the game around Red Dead and mm-hmm. Call of Duty. Yeah, they're timing everything else that's come out. Because if it would have been a January game or a summer game probably would have been... Nah, I don't know. I think January probably would have been a good time. When it started to slow I don't down. Think, I don't think January would have been a good time. Look at what's coming out in January. Anthem's coming out in January. That's true. I don't know when would be a good time to release this. It would have to be a slow season. I think, I think don't release it. Yeah, probably just, would have been the best okay. time. Well, <laughs> but I'm thinking if it was if it was Fallout 5, yeah. then it could have been oh, yeah. at least looked at as competitively against Red Dead yeah. Redemption yeah. 2. But I still think Red Dead would have won. Yeah. Whereas this is a spinoff, it should have been. It, they should have released it during a slow season if they were. Uh, they were it. just relying on on the name to totally. carry it. Totally. Again, yeah. If it was if it was an actual Fallout game, Fallout Five, I think it. Did, yeah, yeah, things would be different. But they advertise it as kind of a spinoff. People perceive it as kind of a spinoff, so they can't go back and you know think, oh yeah, no, it's like a it's like a big Fallout game. 
Yeah. Yeah. Now I will say I've talked to several people that are playing this, and the ones that are playing it seem to be having a good time with it. That's good then, I guess. I'm sure. So, but this makes good games. I, I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna try it. It's. I started this download when I got home from work at five o'clock. It's uh seven fifteen now. I have three hundred megabit connection, and I'm two thirds of the way done with that patch. Uh, downloading it. Wow. So That's so annoying. I'm gonna try it, but I don't know when. So <laughs> maybe next week I'll have something to say. You'll about get it. that done, and they'll release another. I hope I'll update. Win. I mean, the good news is they're updating the game. That means they're they're trying to streamline things. That reminds me, right. a news article that I didn't mention this week because uh, it just happened yesterday or the day before. But you know how you can release nukes on a server, right? Oh yeah. So when you release a nuke, it basically unlocks a raid. I mean, all the all the monsters that spawn out are like level ninety nine monsters. Oh my! But you can get okay. crazy good loot. Huh. Interesting. There was a server out there somewhere where the people coordinated and they launched three nukes at once and crashed the server that they were on. <laughs> the game couldn't handle spinning up all that craziness. I feel like they should be given some kind of achievement. <laughs> Crash the servers. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. You get the rare item. It's 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 a mess. Uh, and then finally, some good news for players that are liking their cross-gameplay, uh, cross-platform play. Hi-Rez is releasing their games cross-platform next year. So, if you like Smite, if you like uh, Realm Royale, if you like Paladins, you're going to be able to play on Xbox or PS4 with your Switch friends, etc., etc. That's cool. good stuff. That's good. Uh, we'll move on into the pull list. Yeah, go for it. Okay. The big one for the week is Battlefield Five. Now, that's been arguably playable for a couple weeks, depending on the version that people bought. Got it. But it officially launches at the $60 price point this week. Um, okay. If, if you got a PSVR, Beat Saber is finally coming out. I would recommend that one if you get a chance, because that just looks super cool. Dude, yeah. That... I've seen that on Facebook for the last like two or three years. It's been on Oculus for a while. Okay. It's just now coming to PSVR. Got it. Okay. But I want man. If I had a PSVR, I would definitely. I'd be buying. Well, I've already got Tetris, but <laughs> Tetris and Beat Saber would be the two that I and and Moss would be the three that I yeah, would have to Moss. play. Okay. Well, and apparently uh, there's that one with the the PlayStation robots. I can't think of the name of it. LJ will have to correct me shortly but um it's uh it's also i've heard that it's a fantastic game as well so psvr is picking up steam again i did have astrobot the astrobot game yeah i did have a psvr um for a while but nothing came out forever so i got rid of it and now i wish i had it again yep you live and you learn yeah i mean you go to pax and there's like huge areas yeah Focused on VR. Yep. And then the last notable game coming out this week on the PS4, and I'm not sure about other platforms, but Bendy and the Ink Machine. Bendy and the Ink Machine. It just sounds crazy. like an old school platformer. It it's looks super so old not. school. No? Um, it's kind of horror. Oh. Really? I don't know. I've watched uh, Game Theory do stuff on it. Um, oh, it looks like a... It's kind of like I don't old know what cartoons. it's like. Right, yeah. The look it's sort of inspired by old cartoons. It's basically like you're pre cuphead era cartoons. Yeah, you go into this I believe it's an abandoned um cartoon uh, cartoon factory. Okay, I don't think that's what it's called. But a place where there's like <laughs> cartooning and then there's um actual characters from the cartoons that basically come to life for some reason, but it's like somewhat disturbing it's not like okay. i mean it's it looks kind of cute and friendly but it's supposed to be kind of on the okay. scarier side yeah i didn't realize i didn't Contrary. realize what, what it was supposed to be it's a the steam page calls it a first person puzzle action horror game that sounds exactly right okay yeah that will forever ruin your childhood love of cartoons mm-hmm. yeah right. yeah i haven't seen <laughs> bendy in the ink machine all of makes it you think but... of like spyro era Oh. Platformers. Nope. 
That's what it sounds like. It sounds like very fun. It's, uh, I don't know. I, two of my friends are pretty obsessed with it. So that's where okay. I know most of the information besides watching it from game theory, but I haven't seen all of it. I haven't obviously played it, but it's has a cult following. Dark. It has a cult following. Okay. So. It looks creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it for gaming this week. <laughs> cool. cool. Um, we'll get into movies. I don't know if you guys watch any movies. I'm I got really excited. Sat down, turned on Netflix to watch Mowgli because Mowgli was all over my Netflix the other day. Mm-hmm. And then I went to look at it and it's not out until like December 3rd. Were they advertising oh. that it was out? Was it like on the splash screen or something? Yeah. And oh. it must have been, well, I don't think it was out. I think it was probably like a trailer. Oh. And I just figured the movie was out. Yeah. Oh, well. It looks really good though. It's the one that Andy Serkis is doing. It's uh, oh, the Jungle Book. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. But it's got this darker tone, and Andy Serkis is doing all the motion capture. It'd be really cool. Yeah, that does sound pretty cool. Netflix original, though, which is... I didn't realize they were doing that. We might have talked about that a while back. Yeah, I don't don't really remember, but probably. I don't know at what point they decided to do Netflix original and not be a theater release, because I was pretty sure it started out as a theater release. Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Well, yeah. I uh, yeah, I will be seeing Fantastic Beasts 2. What is it called? Crimes of Grindelwald? Yep. I'm going to be seeing that tomorrow. Uh, and I mention it because if you guys haven't seen any movies, then it'll lead into the, the story. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think I've seen any. <laughs> I <laughs> nope. have been not good with that. But yeah, that does segue. Tis the season. Very well. We will be watching movies. Yeah. It does segue very well into our movie news um, because Fantastic Beast 2, again, um, Crimes of Grindelwald, is not doing so well, which is surprising because it's like kind of a, in the Harry Potter universe and those movies tend to do super well. It has the lowest yeah. reviews out of all the movies. Um, these are included, this is including the first Fantastic Beast and all the Harry Potter original movies. Um, it's had the lowest box office uh, popularity. Of all of them. I, mean, I, I haven't seen it. ads for this thing anywhere. Really? Really? I've seen a yeah. lot of ads. I've seen ads. My issue with it is they were like, got really, they got Jude Law to be Dumbledore. And I was like, this is going to be awesome. They got Johnny Depp to be Grindelwald. Yeah. Some people have been disappointed in that, but I I was excited for it. Yeah. I like Johnny Depp. Yeah. Johnny Depp's kind of turning into the Nickelback of actors though. Yeah. Like, uh, everyone liked Nickelback for a while. And then all of a sudden Nickelback was no longer cool. I guess. Look, that's Johnny Depp right now. Johnny Depp, everyone loved, and then they were just like, nope, he's not cool anymore. Maybe. I don't know. Um, But this whole thing with Dumbledore, like, Dumbledore, I'd be really exciting to see his history. He looks nothing like the Dumbledore that we know, though. Oh. I I saw a picture on Facebook, and it was joking, but it made a lot of sense. It was like, what I want to know about Dumbledore's history is when he decided a three-piece suit was less cool than his bejeweled robes that he wears. <laughs> and I was like, but really, I am curious. I mean, why it's back when shame. he was still a professor, not the head of Hogwarts. Yeah, but all the professors wore robes in the movies. Uh, you're right. When you get a certain age, you stop caring, right? I thought that could be. He was like, this is really comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I but don't know. Maybe. I can cast so much more magic when I free flow like this. <laughs> I've also been told that apparently there's some of the things that happened in that movie um, either retcons or changes things from the Harry Potter universe, which is... I'm the... very interested to know what that is, but of course I'm not watching it, so... I haven't seen the movie yet. Uh, the commercials, a lot of people were upset about the fact that you shouldn't be able to... I can't remember what it's called, but teleport... Apparate. into yeah apparate into the into the school right and they I remember do that. in the commercial yeah they totally do well they apparated into the outside walkway yeah so i mean that's the kind of stuff that i've heard about the clothing choices i think is more of a if you notice the harry potter movies they wore robes in the beginning and then they started wearing clothes yeah it's that's interesting even in school too because if I recall the first movie either won or at least was nominated for their costuming. Mm-hmm. Just and it was fantastic, right? But at the same time, if are you going to be accurate to the time and place that the movie's supposed to take place? Are you going to be accurate to the Harry Potter universe? Because at this point, it seems like they're conflicting, right? Yeah, it's like you can't have you know what 
people were at the time, but there are also witches and wizards, and that, you know, fashion culture is different as presented mm-hmm. in the Harry Potter movies. And yes, it's like, oh, that was a long time ago, right? It was before Harry Potter's time, but not long before Harry Potter's time. So I think that's interesting. If you want geeks to care about fashion, <laughs> be consistent. Make Dumbledore wear a three piece suit. Be consistent. <laughs> I don't know. Make it a collectible in a video game. I'm kind of sad that's not doing well, but at the same that's time, I'm too. not. Because I remember when they said, oh, yeah, we're going to have five Fantastic Beasts movies. And I'm like, you know, the first one's good, but do we really need five mm-hmm. of them? And at this point, I wonder if they're going to change their game or something. Yeah. Because I'm mm. good with them as long as J.K. Rowling is writing them. I don't even know if I trust one. her at this point, to be honest. <laughs> For me... I, I read my first Harry Potter book when I was in third grade. And so even if they're not like good, yeah, you're movies, still going to like because she wrote them. I'm like, I w- I'm going to enjoy this and be a fan of this. I can even understand if it's not that. almost like a sports team. Yeah. Like I'll keep I like cheering the on the Seahawks, even though they're trashed this year, you know? Yeah. You still are a fan of them and support them. Yeah. Even though they're not doing awesome. I'm, I'm kind of that way with her movies. Like, You've definitely been that way with Sonic. Running movies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just That's saying. true. Um, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I I am curious with you on whether or not there'll be five movies. Or if they'll cut them a little shorter. Sorry, I was waiting for the helicopter to go by. Sorry, LJ, you're, you're going to have to cut that out. <laughs> it's just right outside my window, <laughs> I swear. Anyway. We all got quiet, so it'll be easy for him to just... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'll probably see it eventually when it comes out of theater. I'm probably not going to watch it in theater, though, given reviews and things. So Okay. Because, yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard from people who are just gigantic Harry Potter fans say it's not good. So, I don't know. I hope you enjoy it, and I hope uh, you let us know how it is, because I'm, I'd like to know. Yeah. I'll tell you Monday. Yes. Well, next Wednesday. Yes. Totally. Second uh, news story is we've talked a lot, maybe not a lot, but we've mentioned Birds of Prey, the movie, quite a bit. That's the movie where mm-hmm. Margot Robbie's going to be Harley Quinn again. There's going to be um, a couple other sort of an- female antiheroes of DC. They're finally going to start filming in early 2019, which is really exciting. They're going to try to release it uh, probably February 2020. So that's, I mean, not super close, right? But also, finally, things are sort of happening to get this out. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, I never watched yeah. Suicide Squad. They sort of describe it as a spinoff of Suicide Squad. So hopefully that means it'll be better than it. I liked Suicide Squad. I know a lot of people didn't, though. Mm. I feel like I should still Suicide watch Squad. it if I want to see Birds of Prey. I feel like I still need to watch that first. Suicide Squad wanted to be Guardians of the Galaxy. And I was totally okay with that. But that's usually that's most people's criticism. Yeah. But I'm like, but I like You're that. Like, I'm okay with that. that I enjoyed sense. it the first time. Yeah. I saw it in theaters more than once, though. I would have loved to see it with all the Joker scenes that were supposedly right. Come I think the best joke. What could have been the best Joker ever got super overlooked. Yeah. Hmm. Ah. Maybe we'll they'll... I mean, they're still planning on having a Joker and Harley Quinn movie. That'll be coming out after Birds of Prey. I okay. bet you Jared Leto won't do it. Not after they shafted him on this. Yeah, that's a good point. Sucks. We'll, uh, we'll see. I mean, if he doesn't, I, I'd be surprised if they, don't do, if they do the movie. He might be contracted in. Yeah, maybe. I might be a movie list that he has. And the only one he's done so far is that one, so... I know that he... I'm kind of getting into it a little bit. Him and James Gunn, who is going to be directing Suicide Squad 2, which is hilarious, uh, they don't like each other. And so it's very unlikely that James Gunn will have him in Suicide Squad 2. Mm. They've got some beef, apparently. Interesting. Well, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of DC, the DC universe, uh, it's interesting that all of our news... Two of them happen to be DC Universe, and none of them have to be Marvel Universe. That's insane. Um, Aquaman 
you can now get your tickets for that. You, if you go, if you have Amazon Prime, there's a chance you can get tickets for advanced screening in theaters. I don't think it applies to every theater. I think it only applies to some. Right, it's only select theaters. Yeah, but you'll be AMC, able... AMC, I saw was one of them. Yeah, you'll be able to see it, I believe, five days before the official release, which is interesting. I don't know why they choose Aquaman of all movies to do this, but they're... Yeah. Aquaman I wonder if they start getting cool, pre-releases man. of movies in the future, if Netflix will do... Like, if you have a Netflix account. I think it would have been genius if DC Universe would have done this. We're like, if you're subscribed to the DC Universe, you get our DC movies oh, sooner. Oh, they miss an opportunity. Would have been cool. And probably really not that much like more expensive for them to do. Yeah. I also just noticed you brought up that there's two DC stories. Fantastic Beasts is also Warner Bros. Oh, goodness. You're right. I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, yeah. you're, you're totally right. That's... Yeah, we're, just we're loving, talking about loving Warner, Warner Bros. Bros today. and not Disney. What yeah. is this podcast? <laughs> Good on you, Warner Bros. Oh, man. That's crazy. But yeah, if you're very passionate about Aquaman and you want to see it early and you have an Amazon Prime you account, can. you can do that. It's an option. Yeah. So that's exciting. But I saw a ticket for December 10th, I think. It's very select. There's I only believe a few it comes days, out December then... 21st. So, yeah, five days before that. Okay. Something like that. I don't know. I haven't paid much attention to it. Basically, I watched Aquaman <laughs> when those trailers came out, and now I've just kind of been like, oh, yeah, that's still a thing. But I'm excited for it. I'm super nervous that it'll be like Valerian, but I'm hoping for the best. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully it'll be good. It definitely looks more promising than a lot of the other DC movies were. Mm-hmm. So... It'd be great if it goes well. And then maybe they'll keep doing this Amazon Prime thing in the future. Yeah. Or if other companies, other movies are going to pick up on that and start doing that. I don't know how that'll work with theaters. I don't know if they'll like the- that or not, but maybe. Hmm. I mean, each movie. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be kind of weird it's, if it's it became... It'd be weird if it became a norm, though, because all of a sudden that's taking the magic out of seeing it early. <laughs> yeah. but That might be why... It's Amazon Prime, and it's not like DC Universe, is because you have to go through a movie theater as well. So AMC probably has a deal with Amazon Prime oh. more than Warner Bros. or DC has a thing with Amazon Prime. That would make sense. So. Hmm. Yeah, that's... It's interesting. Uh, we'll see how it goes in the future. Yeah, totally. Maybe it'll turn out really well, maybe it'll suck. <laughs> but that's all for movie news. Have you guys been watching any TV I have. I have started watching a show that I said I would never watch. Oh. Uh-oh. I've started watching One Piece. Ah. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, and I'm I'm maybe 10 or 15 episodes in. What led you to do that? Uh, One of my donors, The w- when I do Extra Life every year, I got a guy that, I, that, that donates, and he always has me do something. The first year, he had me <laughs> play a scary game. Year after that, he had me play through the the base storyline of Final Fantasy fourteen, the MMO. And this year, he said he wanted me to watch One Piece. Wow. Okay. How much One Piece do you have to watch? Uh, how much One Piece is there? All of it. All of it. Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you I have, have to watch, watch the like entire eight, season, eight hundred episodes. Oh my gosh! Before I'm the end watching, of next year. Yeah, I got a year to do it. I mean, I've been watching like two or three episodes a night. Okay, at least you're consistent, because that's uh, a lot. I mean, I think Naruto's a lot, but... I got yeah. Crunchyroll, and I've been watching two or three a night, so... Okay. It's all subbed, Cody. Are you enjoying <laughs> it? I am, actually, yeah. Okay. I didn't, that's good. I didn't think I would be, but I, I think the characters are fun, and seeing all the crazy different stuff... It's like all the devil fruits that people consume and all the crazy effects they have and it's it's fun. It's neat. Hmm. I wish okay. it was dubbed. I really do. But I'm still enjoying it. Good on you. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about you, Shelly? I don't think I've watched anything new. I've still been watching okay. Full Metal Alchemist. I 
Yeah, I don't think I've watched anything besides that. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Not very exciting. I Last week I said that I watched an episode of Ruby, and then I realized that I had not watched episode two. I had watched episode three, so I had to go back and watch episode two and then three. Oh. I felt real dumb. Oh. Everything made a little more sense. Oh, <laughs> no. And it was weird because it wasn't, it wasn't filler. I don't want to call it filler, but it wasn't part of the story not. in the sense like it didn't it wasn't canonical oh um chronological i guess chronological yeah uh and so i was able to watch it and i was just, it totally made sense to me but then i went back and realized and i was like oh it makes even more sense now got it i've also been watching i watched castlevania i got i think one or two episodes in and i i really like that animation style i'm not as hooked into it maybe i think i need to kind of rewatch the first season again which was only four episodes of castlevania uh i like that art style it, it feels like a really clean it looks really clean but it it also still looks like 80s anime hmm. like he-man era tv show yeah so i've i like it i don't know i i'm a little lost watching the first couple episodes and i think that's why i need to go back and see what's going on so I'm having a hard time caring about characters and stuff. The other thing I've been watching is She-Ra. Ah. Because DreamWorks does Voltron, and I love Voltron. So I figured I'd check out She-Ra, thinking that it would be very similar. And it's not. Uh, not in a bad way. It, it's been really good so far. It feels... Voltron wasn't, by any means, not a kid show. But this feels even more like a kid show. Got it. The cartoon is, they're, they're not as short of characters as something you would see in Steven Universe, but it, it kind of looks like Steven Universe, Steven's Universe. Yeah. And, I don't know, the, the kind of humor and stuff is, is kind of like that too. Uh, those kind of shows, that kind of art style. So, it's cool. I'm enjoying it. She-Ra is, is interesting. Adora is, is an interesting character. Uh, is she an explorer? Dora, no. Dora, Dora the explorer. <laughs> Adora the explorer. I there's so much about the universe that I didn't know. Uh, he Man hasn't even been mentioned, and I don't know if there's any, if there have been any ties to He Man in this, because I haven't seen He Man since I was a little kid, and even then, like I never watched it every day or anything. I've seen episodes here and there, uh, but. The, the story, the premise is kind of cool. Like, where she comes from, you don't get this normal, like, I'm a hero, and therefore I'm going to go do Huruk things. Mm-hmm. Um, where she comes from and stuff is not where you would usually see a hero come from. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Okay, it's very diverse. Oh, yeah. I've, I've read some stuff about, um, you know, it trying to be kind of, it, it's very inclusive. Uh, and it's, it's definitely trying to be inclusive. But you've got characters that are, um, you know, they're different species, it looks like. Um, you have different races. You have, what I'm really enjoying is the fact that not everyone is shaped the same. So you have uh, characters that aren't super thin or super fit. Uh, and they're still very important. And they're not, they're not the fat character either. They're, right, they're just, they're just character. characters. Totally. Yeah, that's been really cool to me. Um so yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm only seen, I've only seen two episodes of that too, and there are two episodes that are they feel like one. It's part one and part two, and one doesn't make sense without the other. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all that I've been watching for TV. We'll get into more Netflix news. Netflix is just kind of taking over TV. House of Cards is released too, and I need to watch that. I'm so behind on television, and I feel like that's all I've been doing is watching television. Man, there's more House of Cards. I thought yeah, that... it's the final season. Oh, a final. Se- I thought it already ended. No, it's the final season with uh, Kevin Spacey's. Well, with Claire, Claire, that's her name. Hmm. Frank Underwood's wife. Ginny. I'm ready, but I'm still watching Daredevil. I'm, I'm watching so much. I'm so behind. That's how I feel <sighs> with video games. Yeah, I'm playing so many just... things that I'm making no progress. <laughs> well and then i start things specifically for 
the podcast because I want to make sure that, you know, I have at least seen a little bit of something so that I can talk right. about it here. But I want to finish it. I don't want to watch a few episodes and then move on. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, but anyways, more Netflix news. Something else coming out on Netflix is Devil May Cry. It's going to be a TV show. It's going to be animated. If you do like Castlevania, probably going to be into it because Adi Shankar is going to be making it. And he's the one who did, Cas- did Castlevania. Aha. Uh-huh. I've have you played Devil May Cry, Joe? I've not played a lot. I don't think I've played I played a bit of the first one. I beat the second one, played a little of the third. Uh the new DMC was super stylish. Uh crazy style points for that one, but Okay. Does it do you think it has potential to be a TV show? Enough lore? Yeah, between between the main character. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Right, have you played it, Shelly? No, I have not. Or, I don't think so. Yeah. Although I've never heard you talk about Sorry. it. I always get that and Dante's Inferno mixed up. And so yeah. I was like, I know Joe's talked about one of them. Uh, and then we don't have a release date for that. That's just working in the works. But Young Justice, everyone's super excited about. That does have a release date. January 4th. Which is coming up soon. And I'm so... I'm glad it's a ways out, but I was like, all right, I'm going to watch Titans, and then when Titans is over, I can cancel this streaming service, and now Young Justice is out, and I feel like a simple consumer being abused. Like, they knew exactly what You're not exactly being abused, you're doing. being dripped. Oh, yeah, they did. <laughs> you're the they've... sucker that bought in, son. I know. They've won. Oh, man. They won for you. They ain't won for me. <laughs> They won for a lot of people. I think it's doing pretty good. That Titan show has been doing awesome. Okay, that's uh, good. It's Yeah, and it's great. I also, I kind of put this in the notes too. I almost forgot to add it to it. Um, they are doing this Colin thing. So I didn't realize this, but back during Death in the Family, they had a vote on whether or not a character would die. A comic book series. Oh, okay. They had this, like, you could call in and you could see, I, I think it was Jason Todd at the time, uh, whether or not you wanted him to die. Oh, wow. And then he does, and he becomes Red Hood, I believe. Don't hold me to that. I don't know if that's completely accurate. I do know that they had a vote for someone dying in a comic book. Now, they're doing that again, and they've got it look where it looks like that old comic book call-in. But you can call in now to see if Jason Todd on Titans will live or die. Oh, yeah, so it's kind of cool. And a lot of people are voting for him to live, which I think is an interesting choice. Uh, I, I'm glad that people are good people and they're like, don't kill the kid. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really surprised that people aren't purists and seeing like, oh, he died in the comics. He should die in the in the show. Yeah. Right. I, I did like the argument, though. Someone added was, I've already seen that story. I want to see the story where Jason Todd lives. Ah, and kind of what becomes of him he's a very interesting character in the tv show i don't want to give too much away but he it it makes sense that he becomes the man he does in the comic books when he becomes red hood got it he's he's dealing with some stuff Hmm. (laughs) i see yeah titans is titans has been awesome i wish i could watch it i don't want to get the streaming service though I know. You can get it for Same. free. I would just wait, I think, till the end of December. Yeah. You can get it for free and then try to get through all of it in just a week. binge it. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just wait till they fold and Netflix buys it back. <laughs> the old episodes have... Uh, the old episodes stay. They don't, like, expire as far as I've seen. Good. That would be the worst. Yeah. That would be smart of them. Because they're going to get people that are going to binge it in a week. But maybe their thought is people will binge it in a week and then they'll keep it because they were so ecstatic about how well the show did. Yeah. Maybe that's their, their <laughs> goal. But for that, we have a discussion question. Remember, you can always ask us questions on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at geeksandgrace.com. Uh, this one comes from Discord, though. Dizzle 134 asks... <laughs> If y'all already didn't address this, what are y'all's thoughts on VR Church? 
And a little bit of context, VR church is literally a virtual reality church. You can use Oculus or there were a bunch of other different Five. VR headsets. Yeah, there's quite Basically a few. Basically anything that a VR headset that'll connect to your PC. Yeah, Vibe was one of them. And then they do a worship set and then they have a 20 minute sermon and you do this all through virtual reality. I I kind of want to broaden the question to, uh, I, I don't know what the coin term is. I think of it as like isolated church. You're doing church from your computer desk or from your TV from at home instead of in a church building with, with others. Um, I think there's pros and cons to this, but what what do you guys think? What are your what are your thoughts on VR church specifically, and then the broader sense? I think whatever tools God can use to further His kingdom, more power to it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that you need to be careful with something particularly like VR church, or in that case, relying too much on any sort of digital media. Yeah. Because. Uh, my personal belief is that the church was given to us. We we have we have the church. And we are members of the church, so that we can rely on one another and so that we can support one another. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have friends who are moving and and buying a house and and that sort of stuff. And it's like, okay, well, they need help moving furniture or you know that sort of stuff. And that we we go to the church at that point, like. I go over to their house and help. I just it it feels like the isolation thing you talk about is a very dangerous, potentially a dangerous trap that that Satan can use. Okay, you think? I mean, I'm not saying that it's invalid. We we do right. the same sort of thing with Geeks Under Grace a lot, but you need to be plugged in on the ground floor. Because those are people that are living in meat space with you that can help you with real physical things that you're going through or things that you need or you can make an impact to somebody by giving them a hug or that sort of thing. Where, you know, through a virtual space, you you may never actually meet those people. Mm -hmm. What about you, Shelley? Yeah, I definitely feel very similar as as how Joe just explained um, I mean, it reminds me of, I, I met this guy who runs a church on Roblox, which I okay, think cool. is really cool. I think in that sense, um, there are a bunch of people who play Roblox and can just sort of run into it and be like, oh, what is this? And then sort of, yes, it's an online community, but at least it is still a community. And then kind of from there, be released into like, oh, to go into your own church from a place where you live. Um, I think it's a good sort of outreach uh i do think it can be dangerous to have that be as your only church i know i um always i i'm really busy with like homework and things so sometimes i'm not able to go to church um and then i always tell myself oh i could just like watch the live stream but because my church does do a live stream which is like great Mm -hmm. um i do like that and appreciate that but at the same time it's not the same at all as actually being in that space with all these people who surround you, who you may or may not know, um, worshiping and, and learning. I think the VR is a little bit different because they're like interactable sermons. And I don't know how much interaction there is with this. I think it be could be a really, really good tool um, if you want to go out and see uh, and experience sermons in a different way. But I don't see how, where the community aspect comes in. Maybe I just don't have enough information on how there is a community aspect, but it seems almost like mm. a, like a live stream, but there's not even anyone at the physical place where the live stream is being held. I'm not, I could be getting that wrong, but that's sort of what it makes me think of, um, so again, sort of like with the Roblox thing, it's it's I don't think it's a good idea to have rely on that solely for for church, but if you're introduced to that and if it's a good transition to a real church or if you just want some extra, you know, sermons in your life, and that's totally legit. Go to that. That's really cool. If you want extra, you know, virtual online community, that's cool too. I think having it be the sole 
church in your life can be dangerous, which I think is what you guys were saying already, but that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to kind of echo, echo you guys. I, I think if you're not going to church at all, then a VR church or still better what than is nothing, Susie's maybe. church yeah. called? God Squad. God Squad, uh, which is this like church that's through Twitch, uh, or even this Roblox one. If you're not going to a church at all, then obviously like these are better than not going to church, and they're they're definitely communities that you can be a part of. Yeah. But if you look at if you look at the Church of Acts, it's so in Acts. It's so far removed from that, where they were actually like living together uh, and helping one another, and you you were literally there for the church uh, at all times, and so like you just you can't get that without flesh and blood community, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's that's the best thing that you can do. But again, if you're not watching any sermons, if you're not doing any worship, um, get it where you can, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's basically my thoughts on it. I think it's really dangerous not to uh, interact with real people. As uh, is, is great as... And I'm like, that doesn't make people that are online bad. Right. It just means that you need more. Yeah. Um, it's like... I don't know. Uh, food <laughs> of any kind. If eating the food that's there, junk food, isn't bad, but you, you need more than you know just the junk food um not calling people online junk food but i feel like you're calling me out right now (laughs) (laughs) i I I hope that makes sense you know god God saw the with adam that it wasn't good to be alone so he gave he gave him eve Mm -hmm. um yeah it's even if you're single you you can negate some of that aloneliness and aloneness Mm -hmm. And not all the time. I mean, you may still very well feel alone in a, in a in a group as well. But you know, having a group that you're connected to, that you can go to once or twice a week or more. I mean, we my group at church hangs out all the time. It is a godsend for me, and it just cool. yeah that that connection is is major. I feel like the church was created to support one another, mm-hmm. and. And that's real connection. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I want to stress just so that everyone knows, like, we're not hating on the idea of, like, a VR church. I think it's super cool. Yeah, totally. Uh, I think all of these, like, online churches that are kind of popping up are awesome. And they're spreading the gospel to people that wouldn't see them otherwise. And I think it's great. Uh, I just think, in the end, you need more. It, even going beyond that, you know, with sermons, I, it's not enough just to listen to a sermon every Sunday. You should be reading the Bible daily. Um, like there's, there's always just there should be, there's more to it than that is all. Yeah, I hope we answered that well, well enough. Uh, I will actually probably be checking out VR Church a little bit closer, see what they're what they're about because I don't know them very personally. We we learned about them kind of today, uh, and I think the idea, the concept, is really cool. Yeah. Are you guys geeking out about anything else this week? Uh, I got a lot going on right now. So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking for, I'm I'm looking for a home. I got Thanksgiving going on. I'm packing my house. So like just all kinds of stuff. So anybody Definitely. out there listening, I could use some prayer for the next few weeks for for sure. Mm-hmm. How about you, Shelley? I can't think of anything. I'm just doing homework, and I'm excited for Thanksgiving. And that's about it. <laughs> my whole, cool. my entire geek life, essentially, for the last week or so, since Friday, has been Pokemon. Really? Okay. I mean, and I do plan yeah. to get back to it. I, I harped on it a lot earlier, but I do plan to give it some more time. Yeah, and it's fine if you don't like it. I'm just sad. I wish you could. I want to yeah. like it. I bought it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, totally. <laughs> All right. Well, Joe, where can, they, where can they find you at? Find me on Twitter at Joe Knows Games. And Shelly? Find me on Twitter at TheShellShock24 and Tuesday nights playing Undertale um, at twitch.tv slash geeksandgrace. Cool. And you can always find me on Twitter at Cody Armor. Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Bye-bye. Peace. Bye.
Tom. 